or family, let me tell you something. One of the things that I say to people and to my husband all the time, and I hope that I don't embarrass him by saying this, is that everybody got to sit on the toilet by themselves. And when people are in the bathroom, in the shower, on the toilet by themselves, they think about their themselves. Yeah. They think about what they've said. They think about what they've done. And they cycle through all of the levels of shame and guilt and remorse. And they absolutely don't need your help. Hey family, welcome to another episode of Soulful Conversations with Uncle Frank and, and Auntie Sheila. Like, Is he supposed to say happened? in? Yeah, he's supposed, say to, in? he's okay. supposed to say in. Oh, we're going to let that roll, y'all. Okay. So that's the intro, and that's how we do it, y'all. Welcome to the conversation, Welcome family. to the conversation. Hey, I got to ask, how y'all doing? We hope everybody's doing well. Yeah. Thank you for uh, taking time to... Listen in on a soulful conversation with us, and uh, we're going to jump right into today's topic. But first, we want to invite you to subscribe, share, <laughs> and comment. Yes. You are welcome here. You're welcome here. Yes, you are. All you new subscribers. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate share you. Share about the time. Absolutely. Well, you just say it at the end, but I'll say it in the beginning. We're trying to reach as many people relationship that we can absolutely that's the goal and we're a real couple y'all can touch real true facts no cap no cap it's not about subscribers now it doesn't matter for you too but for us it's about getting good content out to help those in whatever relationship status they're in and if you if you comment or ask a question we actually respond yeah we, and yes. we're working on that because we're starting to get a lot, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. Thank we want to talk to y'all. Keep, keep, keep this keep, soulful keep conversation keep going. That's what it's about, family. All right. So today's um today's episode is entitled, I mean, you probably saw it on the thumbnail. It's phrases that will damage a relationship. Phrases that will damage a relationship. These are just things that you just don't want to say. Don't say Kick it off. All right. The first one is, and I promise you, we are guilty. Yeah. We are guilty. And so we don't want you to function through this podcast from a place of shame. Because we've all been there and we've all done it. Right? Yeah. But we can do better. Yeah. All right? So that's what this conversation is about. Yeah. Please refrain from saying, it's your fault. (laughs) Please refrain from saying it's your fault. It's your fault the lights got cut out. It's your fault that we don't have this or that. It's your fault that this person isn't in our lives anymore. It's your fault. Please refrain. Because here's the thing. If it is truly and honestly their fault, Mm -hmm. they know. They know. And they feel bad enough. They feel it, yeah. And you just saying it to be right Mm -mm. or to be heard doesn't help the situation at all. And you are making that person feel tinier than they already feel. And this whole thing of it ain't my fault blaming is toxic. Blame is toxic. It's very toxic. And, uh, 
Blame is as toxic mm. as the shame you feel from doing the thing that the person is blaming you for. Mm. My, my. <laughs> I had to look away on my own self. <laughs> I had to look away my own self. Like, mm. yeah. Blame is as toxic as the shame the person is feeling yeah. for what you are blaming them for. Right. Family, let me tell you something. One of the things that I say to people and to my husband all the time, and I hope that I don't embarrass him by saying this, is that everybody got to sit on the toilet by themselves. Mm -hmm. And when people are in the bathroom, in the shower, on the toilet by themselves, they think about their themselves. Yeah. They think about what they've said. They think about what they've done. And they cycle through all of the levels of shame and guilt and remorse, and they absolutely don't need your help no. in feeling bad about themselves for what they've done. Now, this is we're talking about normal psychosis. Yeah. Now, if you're a sociopath, if you're in a relationship with a sociopath, get help. But if you are in a relationship with a person who, for the most part, is healthy and normal, mm -hmm. you don't have to tell them. It's their fault. They know. They know. They know. And 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 you one-upping them with being right about that never fixes what actually happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and, and another point is, like, I, I mean, digging deeper into it, you know, you, you keep hearing this, it's your fault, it's your fault, and blame and blame. And I speak from the male perspective. You will tear the ability for that person to feel you will trust them down. Cause now everything I do, I'm getting blamed for it. I, you got I no faith. Nothing right. You got no faith. You got no, right. you know, you can't get right. Can't get, can't get right. So you ain't, so what the hell? And then you just get into that mindset and uh, it, it's not a healthy thing. That's why it's very toxic. So do not please remove the phrase. This is your fault. Here's another th point to that, because um, I try not to be the person <clears throat> that makes each point linger. <laughs> but what we're hoping for in these soulful conversations is resonance, oh, right? So we don't want you to just go, oh, yeah. No, we want it to land on you so that if you're the person who's blaming, if you're the person who's saying it's your fault, that you recognize why this mm -hmm. is bad, right? Mm -hmm. So blaming often distracts from what actually happened. Yeah. So when you're so busy trying to prove that you're right, that it's this person's fault, you distract that person from what actually went wrong. Yeah. And you neglect the opportunity to, to fix, fix what happened. That's right. Because you're so busy trying to be right about right. this person being wrong and it being their fault that mm -hmm. you miss the opportunity to fix whatever is broken. Yeah. Because yeah. now I'm so defensive about the fact that you said it's my fault. We're not fixing what I, what's my fault. <laughs> wow. And so you really, Thanks. really, really want to deflate that tension that comes when something is in error, when there is a challenge, when there is an obstruction in the relationship, when mm -hmm. there's a bump in the road, right? Mm -hmm. You want to get away from that and you want to get to, okay, how do we fix what happened? Yeah. Not how do I prove that I'm right and you're wrong mm -hmm. and that it's your fault. If it's that person's fault, especially if it's the to the detriment of the relationship or mm -hmm. the, to the detriment of the family, mm -hmm. 
Honey, let me tell you, they feel bad enough. Yeah. And you making them feel worse isn't going to change their behavior. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. Right. You making them feel worse isn't going to change their behavior. Nope. You think you saying, well, it's your fault. And it's, and you the reason why all of this is happening. That's not going to change their behavior. Nope. The conversation around, you know what, babe? I noticed that you keep doing this. Like every time these types of situations happen, this is what you do. Mm -hmm. Is it because you're fearful? Mm -hmm. Is it because you don't think you don't have support? Mm -hmm. So let's work on that right. so that you don't keep doing this. Right. And so that I don't keep saying it's your fault. Right. <laughs> let's fix the root of the problem and not keep talking about the symptoms. That's blame. It's let's, let's, yeah. removing that from the conversation Please. and from the vocabulary in the relationship. So move on. <laughs> Mm. You ready to move on? Or yes. You need to linger a little bit more. Yes, I'm gonna move on. Okay, all right. I'm gonna move on. Number two is a heavy hitter. Is a phrase to that will damage a relationship, especially a marriage, particularly for this one, a marriage. A marriage, yeah. And that phrase is, "I want a divorce." You saying it, but you really don't mean it. You just saying, you just throwing it out there. It's intended to be hurtful. It's intended to be hurtful. So this is a sabotager. Yeah. This is an absolute sabotager to the relationship. So here's the thing that people say when they're not married. I'm out. I'm leaving. I'm out. Peace. Deuces. Deuces. So when you're not married and you're not in that type, you're mm -hmm. not, and you're not in that level of commitment, mm -hmm. you just say, I'm out. You know mm -hmm. what? I ain't got to listen to this no more. I ain't got to deal with you no more. Checking you up and your deuces. mouth and all of your problems and issues and nagging and complaining is too much and I'm out. And I'd rather go sleep on my boy's sofa than sit here and listen to you do all of that to me again. Okay. It's a sabotager. Yeah. It is an absolute sabotager. And nine times out of ten, seven times out of ten, you really don't mean nope. that you want a divorce. What you want is changed behavior. Yeah. And threatening to leave isn't always going to get you what you want or what's most needed to heal the relationship. Now, here's the other thing. We are very clear about the times that we live in. And so if you are in an abusive relationship, mm -hmm. if you are in a relationship that is a threat mm -hmm. to your well-being mm -hmm. mentally, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, physically, mm -hmm. and you need to leave then don't talk about it, be about it. Right. You ain't got to threaten nobody. If you are being harmed yeah. physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, financially. Yeah. Then don't talk about it, be about it. Do what you need to do so that you can formulate a safe exit strategy. We are not saying to anyone who is suffering abuse, don't threaten to leave. Don't stay. What we're saying is be strategic. Yeah. Formulate a well thought out strategy that is safe for you to exit in a way that helps you, your children, your dependents, anybody who's connected to you in that way so that you are safe right. and whole. Right. But what we're talking about for the benefit of this conversation mm -hmm. is things just got heated. Yeah. And I'm mad. 
And you hurt me, so now I want to hurt you back. So I'm going to say I'm out and I want a divorce and I'm done with you and this is too much. So the, so what you, the solution to that would be to take time to calm yourself down. Ooh, sit your whole self down. Calm yourself, sit down, yourself down. Give yourself time to come up with the language. Mm. To have the conversation. Doesn't have to be immediate, but calm yourself down. Before you have that verbiage come out of your mouth and do. Um, it could be irreparable damage. Yeah. And even in the moment where, mm-hmm. even if that doesn't happen, that person is always going to have those words echoing. You were the one who said you wanted a divorce. You wanted to leave. I never said that. Right. You said that. So these are words, family, <sighs> that you should not say, a phrase that you should not say or use. In a relationship. Because. The memory. That Mm. lingers. Can speak loud later. The memory of you saying that. Can linger. And it will speak really, really loud later. So then what happens, family, is later. When a less heightened mm-hmm. situation comes, mm-hmm. that person is remembering what you say. Yeah. And they will maybe stifle mm-hmm. their voice mm-hmm. because they don't want you to say it again. Right. Because now it's a threat. Mm-hmm. It's a threat that you can just throw out there every time you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so hurtful. It's yeah. so hurtful. And, and then what you don't, I just thought about this as you were talking, like what, if in that moment where something that's something comes up and that person just leaves because they're thinking, well, this is what you wanted. This is what you said. You said you would leave me. So I'm going to leave. So I'm going to leave. I'm out. And then you're And that's not what you really meant. And th- why? Why did he or she leave? Why? Why did they? And they're kind of doing you put it out there. So they just put the car in gear and drove. Here's the thing. And this is a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. But we did a teaching. We studied a teaching a long time ago called the root of rejection. Mm. And our bishop did a teaching on that. And then I want to say it was like Joyce Myers or somebody did a teaching on that. Right. And what you don't want to do is water and nurture a root of rejection that's in somebody's spirit, that's in somebody's heart. And when you say things like, I'm out, I'm done, I want a divorce, I'm done with you, you are watering that, and you may not know Mm -hmm. the consequences that will come for that person. And they can come in a way that you hadn't intended. Um, We talk about triggers, Mm -hmm. right? You saying that, can trigger somebody. Mm -hmm. So whether you are the husband who heard a man say that to your mother Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, ladies, when you, when you throw that out there and you throw that Trump card out there, you don't know what that's going to bring up. Right. You got, you just got, this is why we have to be so careful 
with our words. For those of us who have the faith confession of Christianity, we know that all, or we at least believe, that all that we see and know to be true was formed by the word of God. Yeah. And so when you say these things, and this is why this is so important, you don't know what damages do. Yeah. You just don't get to control how much damage it does or how hurt the person is by what you're saying. You just don't get to control that. And you don't know what you're triggering and what you're bringing up for that person. Because if that person might not have expressed to you, but if there is uh, an attachment or abandonment issue and you come out with those words, you just never know how they're going to respond. Right. So on the safe side, remove those words. Yes. That phrase from your vocabulary. Please and thank you. All right. So our next one, um, let's see, we got any statement that begins with you always or you never. (laughs) So here's the problem with these types of words, family and anybody who's been to therapy, (laughs) anybody who's been to marriage counseling knows you're not supposed to say you always and you never. Why? Because those words make it sound like there's an absolute at play. And the truth is nobody always does anything Mm -hmm. and nobody never does anything. Right. Um, Especially in in love relationships. Right. So you want to be really, really careful. You always and you never. It's like eating a little bit of poison every day. It doesn't kill you all at once. Mm -hmm. But it's a little bit every day. Every day, every day, every day. And. It's probably not true. It's probably not true that your mate always does X, Y, Z or that they never do ABC. That's usually not true. What happens is there is habitual behaviors Mm -hmm. that offend us, Mm -hmm. that hurt us, that harm us, that make us agitated. And then we throw these terms out and we say these things when what we really should be saying is, you know, when you do this, I feel like that. Right, 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 right. That's way more helpful. Yeah. That's way more solution focused mm-hmm. than saying you always and you never. And those you always, you never are normally followed by followed by something very critical, something negative. And we just refer to them as poisons in the relationship. Yeah. Anytime you always you're coming at the person. Yeah. So remove that phrase. You always and you never. Yeah. So our next one, I believe this may be number. What? Five, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Number five, maybe we lost count. It's been so good. It's been so good. But the next one is what is the matter with you? So for anyone who's been in any clinical circles, we know about the ACEs. Right. We know about the ACE score, Um, your um, child, your adolescent childhood experiences. I think that's it. If that's not right, we will put the correct acronym explanation for ACE on the bottom of the screen. But here's the thing, family. What we have learned in clinical circles is that it's not enough to say what's wrong with you. Mm. The better question to ask is what happened to you? And so not only does this apply in clinical circles with children, it it also applies in love relationships with our partners. And so whether it's your your partner comes home from work and they're 
feeling some type of way and they're in a mood and you can immediately tell the better question isn't the question isn't or shouldn't be well, what's wrong with you why are you coming in here slamming doors and you know banging cabinets and all? the question should be what happened to you today what happened yeah what happened to you today are you okay did you have a bad day like like and see how that shift even your tone changes That's right the whole what's wrong with you is a completely different sound from what happened to you? What happened today? Yeah. Are you okay? Like what's going on? Like like what happened? That is a completely different attitude. Mm-hmm. It elicits a completely different environment mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. And it creates a, la- a level of safety because it's bathed in care and concern mm-hmm. and not in criticism. Yeah, because when right? you said that, I, I, I felt compassion. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and that's the point. That's and that's the, the point. point. Because if, when you, if you say what's wrong with you, that's going to go left. And if that conversation go left and there's a response, then you're going to start adding more adjectives and descriptions to that with regards to yes, defining that person. Yes, babe. And what you don't want to say is you crazy. Don't say that. Why are you acting crazy? I mean, and again, this goes back to what we touched on early. You don't know what's yeah what's you don't under know. those layers. You don't know. You don't know. Under those layers. So here's the thing. Um, the, here's the other thing. We talk about um, intimacy, mm-hmm. right? How to build intimacy. We hope that this is a resource for how to build intimacy in yeah. a relationship. This is one of those ways, family. So instead of saying what's wrong with you, when you say what happened to you, you create intimacy yeah. because you create an opportunity for that other person to be vulnerable enough to tell you right. what happened. Right. Right. So now we're building intimacy. And the more that those episodes happen, what also gets created over time is trust mm-hmm. because now I can trust you enough to tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I can trust you enough to say my boss is crazy. Mm-hmm. And this is how they talked to me today. Mm-hmm. And when they said this to me, this is how it made me feel. So I'm being vulnerable, but then I'm also building trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and the way, the best way to build that trust is when you ask what happened is to just listen. Mm-hmm. Don't offer a solution. Right. Don't try to fix or correct. Right. Just listen. Just let them get it out. Don't stop them in the middle of it. Don't cut them off. Let them get it all the way out yeah let them and this is something that i have to give you credit for um you already looking nervous <laughs> i don't know you what you're gonna say nervous. but i tend i'm a talker and i process things that happen by talking right through conversation right. through soulful conversations a lot, of, a lot of words, a lot of words, a lot of words, a lot of words. He mm-hmm. says that my sister tree says that you're giving me too many words. You're giving me too many words. But here's the thing. If you have a partner. Who is willing to not catch all your words, but give you the space where all your words can come out. Right. You do that for me because mm-hmm. I know I have a lot of words. Yeah, you do. I have a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> be like a dump truck. Yes, sometimes. trees. Yeah, I back beep. And I and I just I just Just I just throw the lever and all the words come out, right? Mm -hmm. But it's important, family, if you're gonna be partnered, if you're gonna be partnered, right? 
that you figure out how to make the space for mm-hmm. all of those words to come out. Right, right. Now, my husband is an introvert. He don't have a lot of words. He don't use a lot. You know, that ain't his thing. That's my thing. <laughs> but he doesn't say, even if he's thinking it, he doesn't say, that's a whole lot of words. Like, I don't, I didn't need to know all of that part. Just get to the, be concise. Get to the point. Like, he lets me go. <laughs> I do. He lets me go ahead and get it all out. And now we have kids who do the same thing. So pray for Uncle Frank because he can't escape yeah. it because it's not just me. Now it's our kids. But if you're in an intimate relationship mm-hmm. and you're saying, I'm your person, then there has to be um, the exercise of learning how to give those words somewhere to land. Yeah. And, and this is another thing, just as a freebie. I had to learn not to dump all my words on him. Mm-hmm. Like you're my person. Yeah. But sometimes I need to call Kelly. Sometimes yeah. I need to call Lisa. Sometimes I need to call Salathia. Sometimes I need to call Reverend Dr. Lisa. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to know where to put it. You yeah. got to figure out, you got to learn where to put it. Right. Preferably it would be with your partner. Yeah. But the goal would be, that you live in a community, mm-hmm. that you live in a sacred community where you know, okay, I'm t- I need to. So, like, I will give a perfect example when it comes to work. We dump about work all the time, mm-hmm. but when I need to know strategy around how to handle, I call Salathia. Mm-hmm. I do. I mm-hmm. call Salathia and I say, "Do you have a minute?" <laughs> and sometimes that's in the car on the way home before I get to you. Mm-hmm. So the part that you get isn't even the whole thing because mm-hmm. I done threw up on Salathia before I got home. Thank you, Salathia. Thank you, Salathia. Um, it, sometimes it's Kelly. Like mm-hmm. I got to jump on Marco Polo and I got to throw up the thing and then I get home and then you get the cliff notes instead of the whole thing. So family, what we're saying is, thank you, Kelly. What we're saying is use your tribe. Yeah. And, and Use I, that community. And I do that with the fellas too, because yeah. I mean, I always say to, to, to my wife, um, <laughs> and she tells me, stop saying that, you know, sometimes like when I'm in, when I got a lot going on in my head, I, I equate my, my mind and my thinking to like the stock market, you know, you see all that stuff running across and I'm trying to pull thoughts. And then sometimes I feel like they're not coming together and she'll say, she was like, no, just get it out. Yeah, just get it just out. Just get it out. Don't, don't worry. And, and I've learned to do that, you know, and, and that that requires um, some vulnerability. Um, and then I, she's told me to stop saying that. She was like, stop saying it don't make sense because right. I do understand what you're saying. I get it. And so, again, like you to your point, yes, that is something that both partners can do, male and female, and that you can definitely find people to um, to have conversations with and then have um, conversations with one another. Now, the other thing I would say is um, I don't tell them I don't tell them stuff. And then don't tell you, mm. you know, if there's a conversation or something I'm dealing with, I run across my boys, but then I talk to you about it as well. And I'm the opposite. There are some things I tell Salithi and Kelly that I don't tell Frank. Yeah. Because not because I don't think he cares. Yeah. But because I'm legit trying to get answers and advice yeah. in a particular um, subject matter where that's their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it comes to leadership, right. right? When it comes to 
me being a manager over people, when it comes to be, me being a manager over money. Not that my husband can't source me yeah. or yeah. advise me about that, but this might be something where Salethi will give me a quick do this. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly might say, well, do you know about these resources? Go look this up first. Mm-hmm. Like before you waste all this energy getting upset and go read this thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So sometimes it doesn't even have to get to you. Because yeah. by the time I do the thing Salethia said and read the thing that Kelly said, mm-hmm. I got it and I'm straight and I don't even have to come to you with it. So family, what, we, what we're what we suggesting, what mm-hmm. we're offering right. as a recommendation is don't, don't make your partner your one-stop shop for everything and every situation in your life. God has gifted you with people, with mm-hmm. resources and the idea is for you to source your resources, mm-hmm. to be sourced by your resources mm-hmm. so that you don't say, all of my answers have to come from my from my husband. Right. All of my everything has to come. No, that's not true. Like yeah. you're in a community. You, you yeah. have people around you. Please use um, mm-hmm. them and then be a resource when they need it. And and and, using, and these things you. that we mentioned, these five things that we're referring to that we want you to remove from your relationship. You know, I think sometimes and and you can, you know, respond to this. I think sometimes if you're having those conversations with your village or people before it gets to a level of frustration where you will say is it's your fault or I want a divorce, talking those things out with those trusted people. Those people who, as we refer to in another episode, we have a podcast called Speak Now, Forever Hold Your Peace. Those people who have a Speak Now card, those people who you can go to. You know, and what if you just say, you know what? I can't take no more Craig and Craig. That's not I'm not talking about you. We have a friend named Craig. I can't take no more Craig. Have that conversation with a trusted person. If that's if you're feeling a heightened emotion yeah. at that point, have that conversation and allow yourself um, some time to kind of, you know, go through that and process through that and talk it out before it builds up to a point where you say I'm leaving or I want a divorce. Right. And that's an example I want to use. So. So, all right, family, those are the five phrases that will destroy or damage your relationship. We want you to stay from them, stay away from them. We're going to recap them. They are, it's your fault. I want a divorce or I'm leaving. And you always and you never. And what's the matter with you versus what happened to you? So there you have it, family. Wow. We would love to know what you think. Yes. So let us know. You can comment below, and uh, we appreciate you all listening. Um, again, we want to remind you to subscribe and share with your community, your friends. I'm sure you may know someone who could use this conversation, and we appreciate you sharing it with them. So I am Uncle Frank. And I am Auntie Sheila. And we thank you for listening or watching Soulful Conversations with Frank and Sheila. Take care, family, and be well. Peace. Bye-bye.